Welcome to About Faith with Alec Klein. I'm honored to be your host of this weekly half-hour program airing on HLE Radio every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central and replayed Sundays at 5 p.m. Central. We'll be hearing inspiring stories from people from all walks of life sharing with us their journey to faith. Today, we're with Donna Mossberg. Donna is a retired school principal who has worked with kids in need. She's a realtor now. She's also a mother, a great mother, by the way, and that's where her story resides. It's about a mother's unconditional love for her son. But let's hear this story from Donna. Please start from the beginning, Donna. Okay, Alec, thank you. Um, Well, I did not have children, and my husband and I adopted, and we adopted a little boy and then a little girl uh, three years later. My little boy um, is about, I guess he's getting ready to be next month. He's going to be 30. Oh, wow. Time um, flies. It does. But he, oh my goodness, he was a beautiful baby, a little boy, a teenager. You know, he just, he's handsome, just so many good qualities. And honestly, I could never have made a child as wonderful as he is. Um, His sister, too. And I've always just, you know... The adoption process is a whole nother interview in itself and right. what families go through with that. Um, but he's my heart, and I just could not love him more. And we've been through some really tough times, but even through all the tough times we've been through, I would do it all again. I've all, he, he's an addict. And he has struggled with addiction since he was 15 and has well, even gone to, I'm sorry. Donna, let me, let me stop you right there. I mean, this is kind of an abrupt uh, situation, if you will. Uh, I mean, you said he was 15 and that he was an addict. What was he addicted to and, and how did that even come about? Well, I still, we still have questions, but um it started at 15. Um, it started with marijuana and then went to um, pain pills and Xanax and even to the point of in injecting them. And injecting like what? Crushing up pills and um, melting it and then putting it in a syringe and injecting it in his arm. Um, He has been in seven rehabs. Some were good, some not so good. And he has been in prison, which I can talk about a little later. I mean, that's, and of course, as you know, Alec, you could talk days and days on that situation. But when he was younger, he, um, just all boy, just just the neatest little kid, and but he started showing some signs of anxiety, 
and he didn't deal with it well. And we started noticing that the way he handled or coped with things was just to avoid. Mm. And even if it made the situation worse, he would just wanted to avoid things. And we, um, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to ask, when you say anxiety about things, what things, what kinds of things? School, mainly, which was very Mm. difficult since I was a principal. He did pretty well at my school, um, but it kind of, we kind of noticed, you know, a little bit of the change, like in third grade, he had trouble getting, and and I was his fifth and sixth grade principal, but he had trouble um, turning his assignments in and being organized and that sort of thing, which some people would probably say he had ADD. Um, We homeschooled, we did everything, and um, trying to help him overcome, and we were told, you know, he needed a certain kind of counseling. Well, in western Oklahoma, it is it's where we were living at the time and it is difficult to find the type of counseling that he needed and so forth but I was willing to drive him the hour and a half whatever we needed to do but he started I believe self-medicating and um, by the time we could figure that out and try to get a grip on it um, it was too late and nothing how did you discover that he was using? Well, I found some pills in his pocket. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't real when I was getting ready to watch his clothes. He wasn't uh really very sneaky or good at what he does. <laughs> Bless his heart. But um he you know, but anyway, we just um nothing worked better than getting high at the time and um from his perspective right right i mean he might try some medication from a doctor or you know or counseling or whatever for a few days but nothing worked as well and i don't have the answers i've beat myself up over it of course i've blamed myself i was an enabler a helicopter mom i mean all those things i've gone to counseling myself for it and and i do want to say for other parents listening i mean i addiction is to me is hell on earth i mean it just it it's just so difficult and um i do want to say that um The things that you think can't happen and you survive, it's amazing that you do. Um, I could, you know, my my hopes for him was, oh, he'll be valedictorian. You know, every parent thinks their child. And then it went down to, he's not going to finish high school. I mean, I'm an educator. That can't happen to just one thing after another to... You know, we're in front of the judge to to all these things where he actually ends up in prison, which you do survive these things. Um, I want to tell parents that it's not easy and you do survive these things, but the things that you think you won't, you do. And, you know, so we went through all those things that were just unimaginable to me before they happened. So, but go ahead. 
Well, what do you mean by that? Bless his heart. He, you know, he's accidentally overdosed, and I've, you know, talked to 911 and worked on his chest and while the ambulance came. And he's, you know, the prison, being in prison is unimaginable. The way he's lived, um, you know, with filth and just looking for his next fix. I mean, stealing from us. He never stole from anyone but us. We actually even had him arrested for stealing from us at one time, thinking that would help him. An intervention. Yes, force him to get help so he wouldn't go to prison. We, he ended up going into drug court because we thought that might help, even though we'd heard sometimes, you know, for younger people it doesn't. And because we made that decision together as a family with him, um, he didn't make it through drug court, and that's what put him in prison. And then in trouble in prison um, for using a few times, ended up in a a medium security and ended up having five years that he served. He got out. Well, hold on. Before we get out of prison here, (laughs) I feel like we're rushing through the story. I mean, you know, what you're describing is uh, is in fact hard to imagine. But I mean, for one, you mentioned where you're literally trying to, it sounds like, save his life from an overdose. Is that correct? If I can scroll back to that. When was that? That was probably... Um, he was probably probably about 20 at that time, maybe 19. He was living with me and um, um, took too many pills and overdosed and was see- having seizures and so forth. His sister right. saw him. And where were you when this happened? Well... She was in her bathroom getting ready to go to school, and I was in my bathroom getting ready to go to work, and he was, we had just sat on the patio, uh, the two of us visiting and having a great conversation, and he went in and then took a handful. He didn't mean to overdose. That's not what he was trying to do. He was just trying to get high and took too many and fell out of a chair at a desk and his sister saw it and I heard her screaming and I went in there and, um, you know, had her call 911 and then the person talked me through what to do. What was going through your mind, by the way, in that moment that must have been uh, just very scary? Oh, it was. But I'm also a very determined person and I know I don't (laughs) have control over this, but what was going through my mind was you will not die on me. You Mm. will not. Um, just, that's just what kept me going. But, um, I will say too, for, for Nick, you know, he feels, he feels so badly that he's put us through these things. And I just always have told him and tell him that these things have been horrible. Again, uh, it feels like hell on earth, but it doesn't matter. It's all okay because you're going to become the person God has always meant for you to be. And when you are that person that's helping others and the man I know you are, all of this will be, it's all, it's all okay. You know, well, and that's the way we feel. 
Donna, you mentioned uh, that Nick spent some time in prison. Uh, you kind of mentioned that, if you don't mind my saying, a little bit quickly. <laughs> but so, I mean, you know. There's a lot that, to say, Alex. It's a, <laughs> a lot. You're, you're right. There's a lot to this story. It's a, it's, a, it's a novel. It's not a short story. But so, I mean, you know, can you explain to us that moment when, you know, your son is going to, to prison? And how did you deal with that? Well, um, he did spend some time in jail, so that wasn't fun, which, you know, he was in there with several of my past students, but they loved me, so that made me feel better about it, you know, um, but in the county, but when he actually went on to prison, um, I, oh, it, I just, you know, I definitely needed God and Nick as he as they took him off or took him away you know he had a chance to tell me bye and you know he mm -hmm. he very firmly told me that he I needed not to worry that he was going to be okay so he was wait a minute so Nick was actually your son was comforting you not the other way around even though he was one about to be carted off to prison yes and I just hung on that because I saw that he did have strength, even though when you're using drugs, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. And that helped me a lot because, yeah, that was a tearjerker. Um, and, you know, and, and told me, you know, Mom, I know that I don't always act like I love you, but how much he did love me and how thankful he was that I was his mom. Was it, uh, he knew. Donna, sorry, I, go ahead. was it ever hard for you as a mother to go through these different experiences with your son? I mean, it's, you know, whether it was the overdose, whether it was going to prison, whether it was him stealing from the family, uh, did it ever shake you in your relationship with him? Um, yes. Um, there's been a few times for about maybe 15 minutes each time <laughs> that I tell myself I'm just letting him go. I'm just, if this is what he wants and, you know, because, you know, with addiction there's lying and there's manipulating and there's, um, you know, and you had, you know, and unless you get educated on how all this works, it's so easy to take it personally yeah. and not know how to handle it. And it's taken me years to get there and to not blame myself and to know how to help him when I thought I was helping, but I wasn't. I was just enabling and making myself feel better. You know, I can't say enough about support groups um, and church. But anyway, yes, I would think, I'm just so done. I mean, he has to make this decision, and I just can't take it anymore. Um, and as long as if he's happy, then I'll be happy. Hey, so let's take a quick break. I want to tell you about this cool new product I just learned about. It's called Mark, M-A-R-C. It's a brochure with video content running inside it. Picture a business card, but it's about the size of a tablet. It's light, made of paper, and opens up like a book and plays your video. 
It's perfect for a business wanting to pitch a product or service to their customers. What makes Mark really cool is the data you get back. It's the first video brochure to use 5G technology, which means you'll know how many of your marks were opened, how many times, for how long, and more. Learn more about Mark by visiting the ad on my radio webpage, or by clicking on the banner ad on the HLE radio homepage, or by visiting markmedia.io. That's M-A-R-C-media.io. Okay, let's get back to the show. Donna. Yes. You also have mentioned more than once this notion that you are blaming yourself. Uh, but where does this come from? I mean, how do, when you look back on it, how do you explain what happened to Nick, your son, given the fact that, you know, he had a wonderful uh, upbringing? I mean, how does this happen? Because I think because it's just a mother's love and you just you think what could I have done differently I mean what what did I do did I you know was I not hard enough on him was I not did I was he spoiled rotten because I wanted him so much which yes he was um (laughs) but you know what are you just question yourself on how did this what, what made this happen and we finally you know felt like it was the anxiety, and could I have done diff- things differently? Absolutely, we all could have. Um, and Nick will tell me, "Mom, you didn't do anything wrong. Don't blame yourself." You know, he'll tell me that, yeah. and that helps. You know. Well, so again, here's Nick comforting you. But let's talk about something that was not terribly comfortable, which is when he went to prison. And as we all know, prison is not a cup of tea. Uh, what did? you see or hear about what Nick was going through in his stint in prison over the years? Well, there's a lot of drugs in prison and there's absolutely no help. Um, They'll tell you there's help. Um, And and I say in Oklahoma, um, I was on the board for Oklahoma Cure that I've gone to some national conferences on it as well. It seems to be very similar throughout the United States. There's a few places that um, are figuring it out. But um, you're talking about criminal justice reform. Yes, right. because you know, in, in Oklahoma was number one in women and number one with in men. Um, Incarceration rates, right? Yeah. Right for so long, but. There's just, there's no help. And, I mean, Nick had his jaw broken and wired shut. Whoa, hold um, on a sec here. surgery. He had his jaw broken. Yes, in prison. And they had to take him and have, he had to have surgery. And well, he had what a happened? plate. What happened? I mean, how did he end up with a broken jaw? Um, well, it was just a fight. I mean, it was a fight, and um, he got the bad end of the deal, you know, and Nick is not in a gang, so um, he had to learn to be friends with lots of different people, but yet he didn't really have anyone to watch his back either. Wow. So, um, but I just felt like it was such a waste. Some people, some addicts will tell you that it saved their life. 
Nick has said that before, but I just, it's such a waste because, and if Prison. he ever, yes, and if yep. he ever did use in there, I'm not saying he did or didn't, but if he did or someone else did, I'd always think there's no help for them. If they chose to use out here, they could always also choose rehab and counseling and so forth, and there's not those things there. Right. Um, you know, but it just, and, and also, you know, he started using at 15, and that keeps your brain from developing. Yeah. Um, and then it takes a while to get all that working again and fixed. Plus, there was just so many life skills he missed out on, you know, for 15 years, basically. Yeah. Um, has missed out on life skills, and thank goodness he is very bright and catches on quickly and has the support of all of us to try to teach him and help him and get him on the right track. It was so difficult when he got out to get his driver's license to do all the things that needed to be done, and I helped with all that. Um, he doesn't have good computer skills to know how to research. You know, there was just things yeah. he has had to learn. But, but I know from being a principal and working with families at risk and so forth, I know they don't have all those resources, and they come out, no resources, nothing. And well, I don't know how they do it. I don't either. I, I mean, t if you could talk about that. How long has Nick been out of prison at this point, And what does that look like now? What, you know, this new life that he has on the outside. He got out January 6th and he, of this year, and he stayed with us for two months. And he um, has a job with, a wonderful Christian family that decided to hire him. Um, they build houses, and he helps them. And that was a miracle in itself, you know. And well, wait a minute. What do you? What, what was the miracle there, if you will? Well, because having a felony, yeah, or being a felon, you can't get a place to live, and you can't. Um, get a job, there are a few places that hire, um, big companies that do hire, but there's a lot of people needing those jobs, and so it's very yeah. difficult to even get an interview. So so just for that to happen, it's been a miracle, and um, he's with, um, he works side by side with, him, with a gentleman that used to be a principal from Louisiana, and um, had at one time told me he always loved working with the kids. And yeah. um, I think, oh, that's a God thing in itself for, you know, you have to look, you have to look where's God working on things. And I think it's so exciting when God does something that is better than I could have ever done because I am a fixer and a problem solver and I can't do it. I can't do all yeah. this. And so I, it's so fun to look and see, oh, so this was God, and I didn't know, I never thought of this. This is amazing, you know. Um, but he has <laughs> yeah. the best role model and mentor that he works with every day side by side. At the same time, he's building houses. He's rebuilding his own house, if you will, which is his life and your life as a family. And what is that like now? I mean, is he, is he beating this addiction? Is it, uh, where does it stand at this point? 
Well, I think it. I think he's doing very well, but I think it's still a struggle sometimes. Um, and you know, it's not uncommon for someone to relapse, and but fortunately or hopefully get quickly get right back on the right track. Right. And um, you know, I have helped him get a place to live. He pays for it, but um, it's difficult to you know. So he's on his own, has a place. Um, he has a girlfriend now that has. Wait, you said it's difficult. What's difficult? Um, people won't rent or mm, an apartment or a house to a felon. They want you to have seven years, be out of probation for seven years before they'll consider it. I'm not sure where they're supposed to live for those seven years, but uh, anyway. Well, you know, we're beginning to run out of time here, Donna, but you're bringing up a really important point, which is that when you get out of prison, after all the hell that he's been through, you still have this huge hurdle to overcome as a felon, which is, you know, housing, getting a job, just trying to move on with your life. I mean, it sounds incredibly difficult. I mean, not just for him, but for, for you as well. Oh, it, 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 when he first got out, I took those two months and did nothing but try to help him with the phone calls and so forth. And trying to get his driver's license was unreal. Really? You know, and so he was either going to have to have me drive him or him ride the bus, which is fine. Um, or ride a bike or walk, but um, it took it took probably six weeks to be able to even get his driver's license. What was the complication with the driver's license? Uh, I mean, why was that so difficult? Well, you have to you have to be um, it had been suspended, so you have to uh. go to a special place to fill out paperwork and you have to retake the written test and you have to wait so many days and then take the driving test and I see. Um, you have to have an assessment to see if you're okay to be able to drive through a drug you know place and all of it costs money and all of it wow. takes time from work if you do have a job so you have to have money but you have to leave work if wow. it, and you know it all ta it took hours I don't even know how you, you, a lot of people have time for this. And um, if I was work, I, I don't either. Or the, <laughs> or the transportation. I, I can just see how many people would give up. Well, it sounds like you never gave up. I still haven't. No, I haven't given up on him. And well, that's wonderful. It's so, we had a birthday party for my daughter this weekend and Nick and his girlfriend and her children were here and everyone and oh my goodness we've waited so long to have the family together and to celebrate and his birthday's next month and I can't wait and it'll be Christmas you know it just <laughs> to have him over and he just was smiling the whole time and it and I we took pictures and I just keep I just keep looking at the pictures because of the smile on his face um wow. just what I've been waiting for it took a while, huh? It did, and every day is still, um, you know, every day is a new day, and but every day is going to be good. Well, it must have been a, a beautiful thing for you to have your family together like that after all the struggles that you've been through and that Nick has been through. Uh, I mean, what what were you thinking 
as you were having this celebration, you know, uh, this family time together? Well, I was thinking God is good. And Mm -hmm. there were so many times that I wondered, is this it? Or will we ever get there? And, and I know with addiction, you're never fully there, but, um, we're, we're what I've been, you know, it's what I've been praying for for so long. And it took, it wasn't my timing, but, um, you know, we're finally, we're finally there. And, um, it just meant the world to me. You, you know, when you said that, it reminded me of that saying about it's not on our time, it's on God's time. And, uh, you know, it may not have happened when you wanted it to happen, but it, it did happen. And, you know, to what extent uh, do you attribute this to your faith? All of it. Well, Donna, we're unfortunately out of time, but it's a beautiful story. And uh, I just want to thank you for sharing this incredible story uh, with us. Uh, It's really inspiring. So, Donna, thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to About Faith with Alec Klein. Please stay tuned for our next episode airing on HLE Radio every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central and replayed Sundays at 5 p.m. Central. We'll be hearing inspiring stories from people from all walks of life sharing with us their journey to faith. I'd love to hear from listeners. Please reach out to me through my website, alekklein.net. That's A-L-E-C-K-L-E-I-N dot net. Until next time, have a great week.